Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. It is well, funny, see, I though. always drive with the screen that is in the um, the economy mode, or mm. it shows you how many miles per gallon you're getting. Because yeah. my game is, I want to see if I can make the number go up. All the time. <laughs> so, I thought it was to beat the GPS time. Yeah, no, I don't. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm doing the opposite game. I want to see how low I can get the number. <laughs> like, The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Matt's from Metal Coke here. Welcome to episode 242 of The Modern Jeeper Show. Welcome to the live episode. This is a new thing we are trying where we are streaming the episode live as we record it and then doing the post-production for the podcast. Our next live event should be 8.45 a.m. on Wednesday, December 6th. If you are listening to this show after that date, check us out Wednesday mornings at 8.45 a.m. Pacific. If we are doing it live, that is the time. You can also follow us on Metal Cloak's YouTube, Facebook, or X to see when we record next. This week, we are focusing on the trail closures at Moab. Corey and Jesse visited some of the trails on the list, and you are not going to like what you hear. Check out the show notes to see how you can help. We also touch base on the $15,000 battery replacement for the 4xe recall and the status of Metal Cloak's Rocksport Black Resi. As always, we are incredibly grateful for this episode to our supporters and friends, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Nacho Lighting, Adventure Rack Systems, and of course, Metal Cloak. By the way, if you like this episode, or even if you don't, please smash that like button, give a five-star review, and share it with your friends. Now sit back. Relax the cold one and enjoy episode 242 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Modern Jeepers is another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show with me, Matson from Metal Cloak and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, and Rockstar Jeep Girl, Jesse. What's happening? Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. It's live. Like we did this the other day because we kind of had to, and we decided let's do it again. And this time I'm in my studio, office, <laughs> place of like chaos. And uh, in fact, it's kind of funny because when I go away for a week, uh, like we were up in Lincoln City, right? I actually clean up my office before I leave. And everybody comes back and goes, wow, looks so <laughs> nice. I'm like, yeah, it's because I understand the chaos of my desk. Mm. Nobody else does. And yes. if anything was to happen to me, I want to continuity, right? It was show. Plus, I got to hide a lot of stuff. Um, but you guys, where are you at? I love we are back. actually in uh, Mesquite, Nevada. And yeah, last week we were in Moab and we were standing outside and we thought that would be a good idea. Um, and it turns out it was a little too cold to actually pull that off. So um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're back headed headed uh, south like we typically do in the wintertime and um, headed to, uh, we've got a handful of events coming up down near the Phoenix area. So we're actually headed, we have... Uh, our buddy Andrew at Let's Roll Off Road in Mesa, Arizona, which is taking place on Saturday. So we're headed that direction. Nice, nice. Well, Andrew's a great guy. He just got finished doing that Rocky Point event. Which yeah, was, it looks fun. Turned out pretty cool. It looked yeah. a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of Facebook posts and social media posts about it, and uh, it looked to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, you know, one of us can have to make it out there next year. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I want to support it again. Keep going. Keep growing that event. But it's it is. Big because you know it's not as much of a commute for him. Far, <laughs> right. For the rest of us, it's quite a distance to try to make it down into Mexico, then especially like from California all the way out to Arizona down. So it's a struggle. Yeah, but, and that time of the year is tough too, just for everybody. I know. I know. Even right now, so many people have a lot going on. In fact, we were talking yesterday. There's still so many. There's so much traffic. There were so many people in Moab over Thanksgiving, and a lot of those people didn't leave. Like we we left, went back home. Um, and, and even here in Mesquite, uh, I, I'm, I'm sensing that this is going to be 
you know, everybody gets the week off usually for Thanksgiving. Then they kind of do the same thing at Christmas. Eventually, we're just going to have nobody works from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah, well, try like like November first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just nobody nobody will work the entire time. It's like ah, you know, we're just going. We're going to automate everything. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, but we do do work so hard, right? Like right now, our team is doing an incredible job of getting orders out. Last year, I know it was a challenge. Last year, we had a big Black Friday weekend sale, that whole week long thing, and I think we were still serving orders into January and February. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it kind of rolled off and we ended up having this kind of this, this stagnant group. It's kind of like that grouping that happens on a freeway when a bunch of cars gather up and slow down and the ribbon stays for a long time. It's kind of like what happened to us and just kept migrating. I don't think we cleared it up till April or May, <clears throat> but we're totally ahead of that now. I and mean, we are doing so good right now with uh, the orders going out um, every day. It's just, it's, it's, it's awesome. By the way, for all of our listeners who are watching us live and viewers and that sort of thing, uh, I should say viewers watching us live because nobody's listening to us live unless you just had this on the side. Um, we need to figure that part out of this. Like, can we do a live actual episode for audio too, not just video? But if you are watching us, um, you can go into the chat and leave a chat message and it streams to us. And like Brandon Pittinger, did that and I can click this and go, hey, and look is look at it right there. Yeah. It pops right up and we can actually hey, Brandon, say, hey, hi, hi, cloaked family, right? And then we go to the next one and then there's uh, Jeep by Joe Nathan. Hey, so appreciate all of you guys for uh, for doing that and for being Absolutely. a part of it. Leave your messages. We'll do some questions and answers. If you have questions, we'd love to answer them. So um, and uh, as we head into this holiday season. So now you guys are going to be out here um, the 14th. That is our our Christmas party. So yep. um, make it this time. Yeah. What what day are you actually arriving? I think we get there on the eleventh. We've got some uh, some stuff that needs to get done uh, with our buddy at Cloakworks, uh, Mr. Scott Arnst. We're going to get the uh, the drive shaft issues fixed in the truck, and then uh, of course talk about what next year looks like. And uh, yeah, I mean we've got it's a whole. You know, every year about this time, we kind of go through that whole what is what does our little crystal ball look like and and throw our best guesses out there as to what next year's event list looks like and and what is it that we're we're doing. So, yeah, yeah, well, it's, that's the big thing. Try to figure out what, what our plan is, what we're going to do next year, how many events we're going to go to, what we're going to do with those events. Um, uh, <laughs> Brandon says, I'm leaving now so I can make it. Love it. <laughs> And then Melissa Lynn Barker says, love and miss you, Jesse Helm Green. Let's see. I knew it was going to be a bunch of your friends. Too, this is the Jesse show. Nobody's going to be <laughs> right? out here live to talk to Corey. And <laughs> it's, all, it's all about Jesse. Jesse's got the fan base. Well, and for the folks that are typically listening to the podcast side, um, you know, even though that is a pre-recorded thing and we do some very minor editing, um, I think a lot of people will realize that, no, that's pretty much a fly by the seat of your pants uh, uh, episode too. So right, right, um, right. So uh, somebody we recently talked about, Armando. Armando, says, hey guys. Hey, yeah. to see Armando. Yes, good to see him. He's got his podcast, of course, going now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, you know, Crazy of course, in the typical Armando uh, way. Uh, um, it uh, it pushes the edges, the boundaries. <laughs> yes. Well, and I was told, uh, of course, I've, um, we were told this morning that we're boring. So maybe we need to spice it up a little bit now, too. But uh, I mean, you know, I know. Wearing, like, t-shirt. Like, I'm sorry, Jesse, you got to start wearing like crop tops, you know, uh, push up bras, you know, and no, no, no. Corey, Corey, you got to start shaving <laughs> your chest hairs. Yeah, I mean, with the gold chain, you know. At least I don't the scarring on my forehead. At least I don't have a big old gash in my. Well, see, the the problem is you did this wrong. You did it as a like, oh look, I had surgery. It should have been like, look what happened. I got assaulted because I was talking about rock star suspension systems or something, right? I mean, right. (laughs) uh, I love it. Some people are doing a little thumbs up on it. Um, Yeah, I mean, you could have like, we got to make stories. You got to create sensationalism. It's got to be clickbait. How I got this hole in my head and then that's my fault for not setting and putting a thumbnail up for the show saying yeah, you know, yeah right, we, right we are thankful that Corey survived the incident <laughs> well we we there's some horrible pictures i know that i took of of that whole process and we've had quite a few friends out there as well going through some of the um i, I do have the chemo cream i'm not going to do it until we get back home again because i'm going to need a couple of weeks to see if my face dissolves completely um 
But uh, yeah, I, I know that we've had some folks out there that have used it and have had bad reactions and whatnot. So again, it's that all that was a serious thing. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe as I get older, I'm just too much of a serious. I mean, I've got a little sheet of notes here and uh, yeah. I always I need know. notes, though. Notes, notes, notes. Yeah, notes. <clears throat> I, I don't have like I, said, I don't have a sheet of notes. I have a blank piece of paper that I'm going to write some notes so that I can well, remember what we, we even talk about. There's been a whole lot of stuff going on in the last few weeks, and since we haven't done our normal podcast thing, um, all of those ideas still rattle around in my head. Uh, you know, we were just out in Moab, and uh, part of those the trail closure thing and the issues going on out there. Um, it's really kind of fired me up a little bit and it's been a good thing. I mean, we've, we've done a little bit of additional research that I don't think we've done in the past. And, uh, you know, we even talked to our friend Del Albright yesterday as to kind of, uh, you know, he's been working on land use stuff his whole life. So, uh, there's a lot of confusion out there and there's a lot of not knowing how these processes become. And Mm. it's, it's kind of frustrating because, to be honest, guys, there's no real other than the BRC and a few smaller entities. We don't really have a voice in the game other than BRC. So that kind of is what sparked what what is happening and why. Um, you know, right now we were we were notified yesterday that the uh, the the BLM, the Department of Interior Appeals Board has now denied the petition to stay. So again, we we talked a week ago about how none of those trails have actually closed. All those Moab trails were still open because there were these appeals in process. But Well, the Department of Interior now has said, no, we denied the appeals. And what's even more interesting is that one of the appeals was from the state of Utah. So the federal government has denied the appeal by the state of Utah to keep those trails open for now. So, for now. so there's still appeals in process. But right now, They're all closed. those trails that we were just on the, the last week, those ones we were at on that were, are, were pending closure are closed now officially. officially. And how many trails is that total? 317 miles. 317 miles of trails. And again, yes. for everybody who knows, we talked about this before. Many of those trails are not like main trails. Some of them are tributaries. There are others. They're offshoots that maybe shouldn't be there in the first place. Um, little things that just start, you know, little little ones that go out in the side or maybe a parallel trail. So right. the the idea is that we want to, I mean, if, if worst case scenario, yes, we don't want the federal government to have as much power that they can. So the department, so Biden's Department of Interior can willy-nilly say, no, we're going to deny these, these these appeals, even those coming from the state. But now I can go down a political path and say if the state still mm-hmm. had Orrin Hatch as a senator, as opposed to what's his name, um, it might be it might have be a different outcome. But with these trails, we still have our main trails, right? We still have our main named trails, the ones that everybody wants to go out to, Poison Spider, Golden Crack. I mean, these are all so ones far. that everybody... So far. So far, yes. So far. But the thing about uh, a lot of these closures, which we realized going out, is there there are trails to these overlooks. Right. The overlooks mm. stop at a certain point and you go out. Now they've closed from the road to that point, which is uh-huh. wide aways and a lot of dispersed camping at these overlooks. One of the pictures we posted recently Taylor Canyon. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. Had no idea. There's dispersed camping. Now you can't get out there. Right. You can go out that way, but you can't get to that overlook. You have to pack it all in for miles and backpack out there backpack now. Backpack out there. Well, which, of well, course, is the goal of some people, right? Right. And that's like, just like you said, Madison, some of these trails, if you look at the maps, they do make sense. Some of them do. Mm-hmm. Some of them make absolutely zero sense, like the the overlooks at, at Taylor Canyon. Um where the uh, where Zeus and um, uh, Moses uh, the large pillars, kind of like Fisher Towers, if folks have been out there before, um, just some amazing scenic views. And these aren't roads that are, I mean, th- so they they say in their notes that part of this closure is due to bighorn sheep in that area. Well, here's an interesting thing: is there's a whole bunch of other roads in that area. Closing this one little spur road, I don't think is where the sheep were actually, what, they're hanging out. They really like that road. I I don't know. Um, And we were told by inside sources that there are tons of sheep out there. They're even having a problem with too many. Yeah. 
So, well, it's this always excuse being used by the other side to do a little bit at a time, and they they think long term. They do a little right. bit at a time. So, even though I said earlier that yes, these big trails are still open, their goal has always been. Remember, we, let's remember the goal because this was the fight we had ten years ago was to turn this into a wilderness area That's for it right. all to be wilderness. And what does that mean? We'll repeat ourselves. We've said this before. Wilderness means no mechanical devices, right? Mm-hmm. It means no bicycles. It means you hike, you take horses, you take llamas, you take dogs, no bikes, no motorcycles, no no vehicles, none of that, right? Um, And it goes full on, which this is the challenge is the, I think the mountain bikers don't understand this, right? The mountain bikers tend to be, they, they, well, we're granola crunchers. We're going to, you know, we're environmentalists and all this, and we're going to support this because we don't like seeing Jeeps out there. Well, remember the ultimate goal is you can't be out there either because that is what they want. And Mm -hmm. and when it goes back to that stage, you're going to be sitting there going, geez, I wish I would have kind of supported the Jeepers and the motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a, it's such a convoluted process and I kind of went kind of down the the rabbit hole and, and um, wanted to figure out, I wanted to see the text. So there's a new, Oh, by the way, there's links to these BRC pages there's the most recent link I put up this morning. Guys, it's so simple. It doesn't matter where you live. You don't have to live in Utah. You can live in California, Arizona, Colorado, Texas, wherever. Yay. There's a link in there that you can fill out. It wants your name and your address. And don't don't freak out and go, I'm not giving anybody my name and address. But it is literally a, a auto-generated letter that basically states that you're supporting some new legislation that is being uh, put up by the House Representative uh, John Curtis in Utah. So that is, it's H.R. Bill 6396. Um, It's the 118th Congress. So the way that works, there's a lot of bills labeled 6396, but this is the 118th Congress that's in session right now. So there could be a, a 6396 from the 115th Congress, which would have been three years ago. Right, just, right. Just kind of get through that. Um, but this new legislation being put forth uh, by John Curtis, its title states to prohibit the use of funds by the Secretary of Interior to finalize and implement certain travel management plans in the state of Utah. So what this could do. If this were to go all the way through the House and the Senate and get signed into law, this would prohibit the Department of Interior to close historic roads. Guess what? All these roads in Utah are historic roads. Um, these aren't the definition. only roads either. Even yeah. the Grand Staircase, Escalante Canyon, is under closure as well. Yeah. Wow. So this legislation is huge. And if there's a bunch of people, I, I filled the form out and I got an auto-generated response from the governor in Colorado um, uh, from from Hickenlooper. And, and basically it says, hey, thanks for reaching out. We need to hear voices. Like, you know what? I don't care if it's an auto-generated response or not. It's a response. Right. The fact that this is going through the proper system, it's going through those channels, people are hearing us, that I think is what it's going to take to make a difference. Yeah. And the East Coasters need to get on it, too, because I know you guys want to come over here and play in our yard. So we need your help, too. Yeah, it's an interesting point because the East Coasters, we love you guys. But at the same time, um, because they don't go through a constant fight for public lands, they don't really have public land access. There tends to be less of a desire to an understanding. We ran into this with Johnson Valley. Right. So many um, so many West Coasters fought to save Johnson Valley, but the East Coasters were kind of like, oh, well, I don't really understand. But guys, all of you, if you have the Rubicon on your bucket list, if you have Moab on your bucket list, you had better help out now so that it will still be there when you're ready to do it. That's right. right. And you don't have to be involved in the details. I like the details because I want to know more about this process and how this all become uh, how it all became. Uh, you don't have to get into this depth. You can just simply click on the, the link on Modern Jeepers page. I think I shared it to my personal accounts as well. Um, you can just go down to the bottom, fill it out, and hit go. It's that simple. And it will generate a letter that goes to the powers to be that says, hey, I don't want my roads taken away. I support this this legislation. 
where is that link? I'm going to um, post it for our viewers now because one of it them is has- on. It's on the BRC page. It's in their update, but the link is just a post that I made that takes you to BRC's page, okay. and it's actually a part of their. Um, Jesse couldn't get it to show up on her phone, so you may need to be yeah. on a, a computer. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't poke too bad, so I don't know that for sure. All right. Yeah. BRC's page. Okay. There we go. Cool. Yeah. And that letter actually gets sent to, I think, Biden. Um, It gets sent to uh, the Department of Interior, of course. So the Department of Interior is who the, that's the big arm of the government that manages the BLM. So the BLM, these are the guys that are just proposing these, these resource management plans um, you know, I think the last resort management plan in Moab was like 2008 or something like that, the one that's currently in effect. But they periodically post these new plans. Um, notice how there's never a plan to give us more land back. These are typically one direction. They're, they're backed and guided by the, the bigger, the bigger <laughs> powers to be in government. Um, basically, uh, you know, they, just the state of Utah manages 22.8 million acres of land. That's 42% of the state. How many how much? 22.8 million acres. So here's a question from Brandon. Um is this a, a new updated one than we've done before? So this is all new. This is a new unit of time, right? This is yes. not if you did it before when we did the big push um before don't yes. worry about that. We're doing this yes. is now yes. we're doing yes. it new. This is a new thing. So take the time to do it again. Yes, this is new legislation. So this this was just reached the uh, the House of Representatives floor, I believe, like November thirteenth or eighteenth or something like that. So this is brand new legislation. Thank goodness, John Curtis. John Curtis has a very good reputation. He's actually got a number of bills passed, which is rare for for a representative. I mean, typically they present a whole bunch of bills and none of them go through. I think he's passed like eight bills in the last term. So. But Steve Liskey um, from Beast Off Road in Florida, going to fill out the form now. Awesome, Steve. Thank you, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Well, our our Senator Maynard is on the BRC board too, so right. It's good to know that we have some powers on the inside that have a little bit more influence. Got to say, you know, we we had um, we had uh, uh, Maine just went blank um, uh, uh, on the BRC. Shannon. Uh, Shannon, Shannon, I, I kept thinking Shannon. a different name in my head. I'm like, what's going on in my head? I think we did that, um, we did that yesterday. Sorry, yeah. Shannon. So Shannon, uh, we had her on. So go back and listen to that episode. I'm, we're very impressed with what the BRC is doing now. We had some, you know, we had some uh, moments with the BRC where we think they kind of fell apart. And, um, mm-hmm. and it looks like they've regrouped themselves. And with Shannon's help and some really serious players, now they're actually doing some good stuff. So right. um, so it's that's that's good. So keep up out there. The link has been posted into the chat if you want to click on it. Otherwise, you can go to a uh, Facebook page, Modern Jeepers Facebook page, and scroll down, and you'll see an article. Click on that, and you go there as well. So just click that. We'll put it into the show notes as well, so that you can just click on that and uh, and go and just do it. And share with your friends, guys. I mean, go out there. Make it a goal to get 20 of your friends to, to do it yeah. as well. You know, it's, 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 I feel horrible because... Over the years, you know, we all get busy. We, we're doing our own thing. We've used these trails for, I've used those trails for 25 years. And it's interesting to me that it's never been, I've, you know, we're passionate about land use. We're passionate about all these things. But until you go out there and you stand on the land and you look out and you go, what? Wait a minute. <clears throat> yeah. Hold on a second. They're going to close this exact road. Yeah. All of a sudden it has new meetings. So it's, I get it. You live somewhere else. You may never get to Utah, but guys, this is this is the start of of how it goes, and it's been going this direction for a lot of years. So we're gonna, it'll be just like it is back east, where everything's in a private park eventually, and they're gonna force us all into these little boxes, and yep. we don't want that to happen. We just we can't let that happen. You know, in California, we're fortunate with a really good OHV program that's been able to build these OHV parks, but surreptitiously, let's understand that one of the reasons they're building these OHV parks is so they can put us someplace when they do close the roads. Right. Yes. I mean, we, we love them and we, we, we like to use them, but we don't, that's like, Oh good. Well, here you go. You don't need to have the trails out there. You don't need to go on to 
the Sierras anymore because we just gave you a park to go play in. Go play. Well, and we and we we've talked about for the last couple of years about how all these trails are getting overrun and there's so many people. And then here comes the BLM and says we're going to shut some things down and narrow it some more. Well, guess what that does? It just forces more people into these smaller areas. And, and the trails are it, it's, are mm, bad now. Yeah. Our friend Angie Wolf from Wolf Off Road. Hi, Angie. Good morning, friends. Hey, girl. We'll see her in a couple of days. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Sunday. What day, so what day are you doing? What day is it? Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday for when to win. Um, what did we decide on? 12 to 4? 12 to 3 or something. something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Still happening. Somewhere yep, in there. Yep. Yeah, if you guys are in, the, in, in, in around the Arizona area, I mean, yeah, any surrounding states, there's going to be lots of uh, CTI activity happening there. Yes, yes. <clears throat> yeah, Jeff and Hamilton also, makes a Jeff Hamilton makes a good point. He says, "Thank God the Rubicon is a county road, the only saving grace we have for now." And I'll tell yeah. you, there's a lot of stuff happening with that. I mean, it's constant. If it wasn't for, and yes, it is a county road, which gives us legal um, leverage, right, over the trail, but. The Rubicon Trail Foundation and Friends of the Rubicon, if it wasn't for the effort they do every single day, yep. we could still lose the Rubicon Trail because it's the county. It is. Yes, it's a cool thing to have in the county and it's a great badge of honor to have in the county. But the county has so many other things to deal with that sometimes they just don't really want to. Like they, if they had their druthers, they might just not deal with it. Right. And there is a lot Remember of changes. That split two counties. Right? Yes, exactly. And that's so for exactly what happened was with Placer County, Placer kind of said, well, we don't want to maintain it. So we're going to let the national forest that goes, it goes through, have the responsibility. And all of a sudden the national forest decided to start charging 3% to anybody who does an event that goes through there. Right. So, and then of course what happens, people go, whoa, and then that becomes a problem. So the fact that El Dorado County is embracing it, but a lot of that they're doing because they have the Rubicon Trail Foundation and the Friends of the Rubicon. So with Moab, there is the the, um, the Red Rock Four Wheelers. There pretty much is the group, 100 mm-hmm. percent dedicated to saving Moab. So when these type of things happen, pulling out of your pocketbook and doing a little donation to Red Rock Four Wheelers helps a lot. Doing a donation to the BRC helps a lot. Doing a donation to these groups helps a lot. Shows your support as well. Even if it's just 20 bucks, you know, or a, a couple of Starbucks coffees or whatever, 20 bucks goes a long way. So and take the some Red time Rock to- Four Wheelers did donate a huge check to the BRC yep. to help them fight because the BRC has backing. They they have the lawyers. They just need the funds to fight. Yeah, to pay these guys. They don't do it for free. Drew, uh, Drew Shively says, from Ohio, been to Utah twice in the last three years and coming back next summer. Of course, I'll do what I can to voice support. Thanks, Drew. That's the way Thanks, to do it. Yeah, Share it awesome. with your friends, too. It's not just you. Share it with your friends. Any of the group, any of the clubs out there across the country that have Jeep clubs, and you know, and, and all clubs, to some degree, have a responsibility to their own area. Yep, and they do right. what they can to support their areas. But when we have something like this, this is iconic. You need to step up and and help out. So it's kind of interesting. This show wasn't going to be like focused on this, but obviously it is getting focused on this because it's so important. Um, and then I do want to bring up some other things that are coming up. You know, and it's it's more Jeep related, and we can talk about that. But guys, take the time to 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 do this. Take the time to support it. Take the time to click the link. Take the time to do that. Um, uh, and Jeff Hamilton's next question, he said, uh, sorry, I came in late. How many trails are going to be closed in Utah? So it was 300 and how many miles? 317. So 317 miles, miles of trails. Um, and so it's just to throw out some names. So if people have been to Moab, they can kind of go, okay. So we used to, one of our modern Jeeper adventures, we actually took people to a place outside of the pickle called Mashed Potatoes. Mashed Potatoes? gone you can't go up on top of that hill anymore where mashed potatoes was located a lot that of was cool are- we did our where we did our only metal cloak run back in the day it was like we thought hey that's let's right. try doing medical runs and we did mashed potatoes uh that's clifton right. was our guide out there okay that, yep. one, that was that was a cool area yeah and, and now so some of those areas you know there's a whole bunch of crossing trails uh 3d seven mile rim um, there's a whole bunch of of, of other trails that kind of come in and out of there. But um, Mashed Potatoes is one of them. Uh, Hell Roaring Rim, which back in the day, I remember Easter Jeep Safari, gosh, I don't know, 18, 19 years ago. I'm, I'm old. Um, I think we, we've been out on Hell Roaring Rim as part of the Easter Jeep Safari trail ride. 
um, Hagel Canyon, that's all going to get closed down. A lot of these overlooks where we were at Taylor Canyon, that overlook is going to get closed. Uh, there's actually two overlook spur roads that go out to that overlook that are going to be closed. Well, you're saying um, going to be as of right now they are. As of right now they are closed. Yes. Just for this this at this moment while the appeals processes and stuff are happening. Right. So there's there's some big names out there. Um, again, who, like by that. the way, how do they manage that? I'm just curious. So, like, because we know the BLM has very limited resources. They only have a couple right. of of enforcers. In fact, generally during Easter Jeep Safari, the rangers have to come from other departments to mm-hmm. come out and help during it. So, how do they actually enforce all that? See, and here's the here's, here's the challenge. That. And I know, guys, everybody's going to be like, "Well, they, Why can't they we can volunteer. They can Why pound a, a sign in the sand mm-hmm. and say that that road is yeah. closed, and people are going to go over it." But again, when they do come out, if there is enforcement that goes out there, and they go, "See, we try to close these trails down, and they don't even." They don't even obey. so you know what what they could do is they could go out there and put giant rocks in the road. They could go out there and dig it up. Um, again, they could do a whole lot of things to keep us out of these areas. So we have to be respectful. We have to be respectful of the process. So you're right. A lot of these roads, it's going to be tough for them to enforce and 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 to to monitor if people are going out there. But again, it's kind of like speeding, right? There's a speed limit sign. Do we pay attention to it? No. Do we get caught? Sometimes. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I get it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing. Um, it, it, it is. And, and we don't, you know, I remember we went out to uh, some little trail run and there's, there was a section where it was said, Hey, you know, this road is closed, no camping. And of course you go by there and there's 20, <laughs> Oh, cars yeah. and actually it was cars. I think it was it was all like little Subarus. it was a it was Subarus and Westphalias. I mean that's they were all down there and their little camping area went driving right past a little sign that said this road is no closed. camping. Right. Yeah. No camping. And it's yeah. and so you know it's that's the hard part. And you can be there and then it becomes a responsibility if blue or, or uh, um our friends at Red Rocks are probably to some degree will be enforcement. I mean they're going to be because the, the challenge as you said is if we become real asshats about it mm-hmm. that just gives them an excuse to do more yeah. that's right yeah and then they and then they'll you know may, maybe they start taking away the trails that we we really do love that we use a lot like big trails i mean you know they'll never go in and shut down um hell's revenge but they could shut down golden spike or they could mm-hmm. shut down poison, um, spider. poison spider and right. know, these are these are huge iconic trails so and again, but if you think about it, I mean, that place we went, that Taylor Canyon Overlook, that is a huge iconic trail. Mm. We just don't go out there because they're not as well, um, they're they're not as well known, I guess. And, and they're really, not bad. They're not a level ten. I mean, the Overlook, the camping spots are immaculate out there. It's all primitive, but who doesn't want to be on the Overlook? Yeah, right, wow! Right. Of a, yeah. An amazing butte and valley. It's it's fantastic. The scenery is ten out of ten all day long, um, and yet those are the roads that are going to go away. Yeah. Well, and this is, and we have to say to some degree. I mean, yes, the Jeep community is a strong community, and the Jeep community has done a great job of doing it. Plus, you have the rental community out there, but there seems to be a certain sense that the UTV community has kind of spurred this on because of a. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say a lack of education, and I think yes. to some degree the rental companies that rent UTVs need to take responsibility to actually take and go, hey, before you rent it, watch this video. Right. I mean, you know, watch this video and this five minute video telling you what you can or can't do and where you shouldn't. Now shouldn't they go. do. Yeah. So now, so now there is the you know you have to have your your you quote call. unquote uh, off road driver's license kind of thing. Mm. You have to go through the the class, the, uh, class online. That's good. But it, yeah, um, but again, it, and you're right. It is an evolution of education. Um, I I don't know. I don't I don't know how to. I mean, these are these are trails that are really far away, and that's what I kind of like about it. It's kind of like why we go to Death Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, these trails are outside of the norm, and you know they can argue that well, people aren't going out there and utilizing them. Well you know, maybe they should push people to utilizing these trails that are outside of the box rather than forcing everybody into these same little bitty trails that are, that are, you know, so overpopulated. 
Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. So, um, can we just start to talk about some more other? Yeah. News? Let's move on. But guys, yeah. again, take it, take the time, click the link, do what you can share it with your friends, period. Absolutely. All right. And we'll come back and keep updating you as we learn more. Yeah. Um, the other big thing happened was the four by E recall. Yeah. 32,000 Jeeps. Um, and here's an interesting thing. The battery pack that they're replacing is $15,000 and they don't really know where the failure is coming from yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. 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 We don't really know why it's failing, but we're going to replace the battery pack. Cause that seems to help. It, it doesn't, it seem to be the same problem you had like on yours. Like, we're not sure why is this happening, but we're, we're going to throw this, stuff at it. We're going to throw right. another axle on there because it seems to help. I love the recommendation. Please don't park your 4 by e near any buildings or personal property. Um, I'm like, <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to park it in my garage, apparently, because it's going to burst it at work. Yeah. Burn everything down. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Oy vey. Well, you know, this is this whole thing. This push for technology. And I believe to some degree it is a push. Like they are pushing beyond their means to to try to achieve something they're, they're not ready for. That's um, right. I mean, and it's, but it's, oh, we're going to be there. And oh, and by 2028, we're going to be, you know, at a certain level. And, and, and they're pushing, but this isn't what they're built around, right? You know, this, this whole idea that all these things will be electrified and, you have a company like Tesla built from the ground up with that only single concept in mind, right? And the Cybertruck, which when it first came out, I was like, ugly. Right. And it kind of grows on you, right? But I've seen it's, it is now, you're seeing it out oh, there. Wow. You're seeing it there's in the a trails. couple running around. Yeah. There's, there's they, one running around Colorado. I keep seeing it. So. Yeah. There's, there's, Not and they, they keep appearing at different um, off road parks out here in California. Mm -hmm. Like just kind of going through this little off-road park and trying to climb up a hill and doing stuff. And it's like, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, right? Mm -hmm. um, Joe yeah. Rogan, they were on there and he shot it yeah. with an arrow and uh, and it just bounced right off, right? And it's like, and I guess the video <laughs> they put out, they took a Tommy gun and, and shot a Tommy gun on the side of it. And so bulletproof, I mean, and when Elon Musk was asked why, he's like, because it's cool. <laughs> the arrow thing i think is kind of i guess if we were going to go you know back to war with the indians that would be good <laughs> but well you know it is it is a post-apocalyptic vehicle so you know right -apocalyptic, there is going to be you know massive crossbows and and uh and bows <laughs> and we're back to bows and arrows and and uh, be and, able to crawl over stuff <laughs> yeah it doesn't look like it will do that well that's that's the lift like we actually have an order in for one you know we're we're way 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 down on the list but doug put the hundred bucks down and you know a lot of people a, did there'll be a million million of them out there i think before we get ours but um <laughs> but you know why not take a look at it but it is kind of interesting you are going to see some modifications happening right you saw we saw some of those in the early conceptual drawings when people are like, oh, we're going to do we're gonna do a Cybertruck and make it into a Mars rover or make it into a, you know, an off-road racer. Um, mm -hmm. It's to see, but it's got, it's got some speed to it too. Yeah. Like, well, all those, under, under three seconds or something. All of those electric vehicles. I mean, that's instant power. I mean, mm -hmm. I, if I, if I go back and think about how some of these closures are taking place and then my conspiracy theory goes into wait a minute, we're needing all these electric vehicles and we need lithium out of the ground. I keep thinking that, well, maybe there's something the federal government wants this lands for to extract lithium out of it so we can, uh, yeah. Well, I there's, mean, they're, they're doing it here in Nevada, so. So interestingly enough, a conspiracy just came out um, that China has been paying lobbyists across the country to influence city councils to fight against um, rare earth mines going to their area because China wants to own that oh, market. So yeah. the idea, there's been a couple of companies trying to bring rare earth mining into the U.S. so we can do it ourselves and control ourselves. And they're influencing the city council members in the area. They're, they, are, they are putting influence at the local level to try to stop these permits from being able to be a, a, a go through, right? So it, it's a... It's a international campaign by china so they can control all the rare earth and not put it into this so um because 
lithium is one of the big things. Obviously, we need more lithium mining. We would rather not have to buy it all through China. Um, other rare earth minerals that are going in some Texas mines, some other areas where they're going, hey, we can do this here. We can rare earth exists in our own country. It's okay. We don't have to mine other countries to bring this in. Of course, we've talked about cobalt too. Cobalt, China owns that market. But it's it and when they do it, guys, I'm sorry, but they're they're not exactly doing it with great labor, right? They're doing it with slave labor in some cases. I mean, it, mm-hmm. so we got to be allowed to do it. We can't let them influence us here in the US. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, here's a here's a question totally off off subject, but um do it. It's uh Paul McFarland, what products does Medical Cab for the 1976 83 CJ5? Well, we are the few company, I think it's maybe the only company still that has body armor. So we have fenders, mm-hmm. rockers, front and rear fenders, and rockers for the CJ5. Don't have much more, but front and rear fenders and rockers um, for the CJ5. Uh, I love, and I love it. I love, there's always a debate internally as to whether or not we keep CJs or YJs within our system. Um, and I always, advocate to keep it because while they're only available now like in raw metal like you can't get them powder coated right. anymore because just trying to eliminate the amount of storage happens on our on our shelves and sometimes it might take longer because we don't inventory them out um when you guys get them and you put them on your rigs they're always beautiful like these cjs are always amazing like they, they just yeah. look great so we keep them because it just it's a it's a great example of what metal cloak can do out there and part yeah. of our heritage and history product. right yeah it's a great product all right. What else we got? Any other questions in there? Okay. Yeah. Lee Dennison sent, uh, Steve Litsky sent. So they're, they're doing it, man. They're doing it. Appreciate all cool. you guys. That's awesome. Thank That's you. awesome. You know, I did read, a, I, I heard a funny statistic and I'll throw this out there. It's kind of, uh, it's more in tune with, uh, the black Friday sales and, and the holiday sales thing. But this year, uh, the buy now pay later options mm. were up. 42% over last year. Wow. So more people are using the buy now, pay later. I don't know what that means. Uh, I did people see some. out of credit. Well, and I, I've seen some. Um, <laughs> there's been some questions on on a lot of the, the social media stuff about how come everybody's selling their 392s? How come everybody's selling their JTs? And there's a lot of folks out there that are, are unsure of what the economy looks like. And especially going into next year, it being an election year. Um Hopefully that's not affecting a lot of our friends and families out there across the country. Um, and hopefully that you're not in you know dire needs and all that kind of things. But it is interesting that there's a lot of 392s. Um, I mean, in mm-hmm. between 80 and 90,000, you can pick up a built 392. And I don't know, I had people getting, they were like, it was a, a cool thing to have for a year. And then now they're out moving on. I, I don't know. Well, you know, you get pretty decent mileage because your initial thing would be, well, huh, you know, premium or whatever, you know, uh, when you start putting gas at $6 a gallon, right. You know, yeah. but I would say Aaron's 392 probably gets better mileage than my gladiator does with the 3.6. Well, that's and, just how you drive it. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's how I drive it. Now if I, I'd probably get better <laughs> mileage if I had the, if I had the Hemi, cause you know, it's designed for my type of foot, but you know, um, and Aaron's kind of Aaron. Now Aaron, I'll tell Aaron takes off at the line every time. And then when he gets to 40, he just drives, you know, yeah, he, he, just, he just stops and just goes to the speed limit. <laughs> you know, I'm driving up the hill at 80 trying to get my kids to school. <laughs> I see that safely, my mom's on. Safely. I, I don't drive 80 when I have the live going on and trying yeah. to do that safely. It is well, funny see, I though. always drive with the screen that is in the um, the economy mode or mm. it shows you how many miles per gallon you're getting. Because yeah. my game is I want to see if I can make the number go up. All the time. So, <laughs> I thought it was to beat the GPS time. Yeah, no. I don't I, 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 I'm, I, I think I'm doing the opposite game. I want to see how low I can get the number. <laughs> like three, three to five, five, you know. Uh, so what else is going on? What Man. else on your list of notes? Well, it's – um. I don't know. We, we've hopefully you're going to get into some warmer weather. I think it's 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 only fifty degrees. It's it's so low. It's winter, man. I'm ready for the snow. Well, back it's not winter time. Winter time's not until like the seventeenth of December. It's not winter time yet. We're ready for snow out here, man. Or I am at least. I mean, we're ready for snow. Get the snow up in the mountains. Take the kids up. Get them 
frozen. Yeah. Come to the house. Yeah. You know, fine. well, Colorado definitely needs some snow. I mean, mm-hmm. but um, to be down in Phoenix, and I think we're going to be 67, 68 degrees. That's those guys are going to be freezing. We're going to think it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it'll, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're going to have so much snow up there. We, you know, we get this beautiful thing where we can be down in Sacramento and then escape and go up into the snow and then come back down to Sacramento and then escape and go up into the snow. But yeah, I think I'm ready for that. Uh, uh, Lincoln City was beautiful. The weather out there was great. It was a little cold in the mornings, as you guys saw, but but the weather out there was great. And I did have the experience. And this was quite fun as a father to have my boys insist that they want to go swimming in the ocean. Absolutely oh. insist they want to do that. So okay, fine, let's go do that. So they run in the water, they fall, they get totally wet and soaked, and it's cold outside, and they get wet and they're soaked. And no, we didn't bring towels, and they get wet and soaked to have to walk back from the beach to the house frozen like that oh my god it was a it was a engramic moment for them i mean they were crying and I was, I was, I was like okay well i guess we learned it didn't we so you know and, and the next time we went out they ran and jack got wet because he fell into a hole like it was it was low tide and he's going and running and there was a sand hole that he didn't see and he right into it it got all wet but for the most part they were smarter the second time so that's hilarious <clears throat> darren henke says darren henke's this is funny snow is a four-letter word <laughs> <laughs> right we have lots snow in moab yeah and actually there was a couple of inches up on the um, up on some of the mesas in moab so mm. that's okay it can it can stay in, in the high country as long as it's in the high country it's fine. high country yes yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 I'm just, I'm ready for it. Although last, I, I want it to be a little bit shorter. Last year, I think we until it snow went into April, May. I mean, there was, there was questions as to whether or not the Rubicon was going to be open and cleared enough for Jeepers Jamboree. But well, once again, heated, everybody always, everybody forgets that winter hasn't even started yet. This is still fall. Winter doesn't even start till the middle of December. And then we have three months. So, mm. and then springtime is a very wet few beginning months. So, yeah, it's, um, I was just thinking about, oh, so I understand there's some new kits going to be coming to the website what? on Metal Cloak, um, catering to maybe some overlanding folk. Yeah, so the Rocklander kits, of course, the Rocklander, which, by the way, we now own that trademark. Nice. Uh, it, Rocklander is a Metal Cloak trademark. And that doesn't mean we're going to start sending letters to anybody to put Rocklander on the side of their rig, whatever. Um, but. <laughs> Sir, please remove Rocklander from the name of your rig. Yeah, it says Metal Cloak. Metal Cloak, big headline. Metal Cloak is asshat. Um, no, we're not going to do that. But yes, uh, the Rocklander line, which basically is an overlining kit. So what we did was we had enough guys calling where we would sell them a kit and then change the coils. So right. the overland set up and focused. So that is now appearing on our site. We actually have new categories and that sort of thing, both. And they're going to be available at adventureracksystems.com as well as motocloak.com. Overland focused kit. So uh, basically you think about our three and a half inch game changer kit, but with coils dynamically set up for your front and rear. So you can have a heavier load in the rear. It does mean that if you have a rig that is, this is not a kit designed to say, Hey, I have a daily driver. And then every once in a while I go camping and throw 500 pounds on it. Right. This is, I have a rig like Matson's Gladiator where I keep the tent on it and I keep all this equipment in the back because it is my overlanding rig and I want it to be ready to go anytime I want. Yes. And I want it to sit there. Otherwise, if you're just the type of guy who throws a bunch of stuff in your rig and goes camping with the family, you might be stink bug a little bit, but that's okay. That is, that's fine. You don't want to get a rig like this because it is going to lift you up. You're going to have a big rake if you have an empty rear. But if you have a rig where you're constantly set up for, overlanding these are the kits for you yeah. well and i think it's so funny you know it's we've, we've seen it for the last two years of uh the marketing out there and a lot of companies have kind of attached themselves to you know, this is I, and, and people will argue with us you know this is specifically set up for overlanding and i'm like it's kind of funny because i yeah. i know those springs and i know what you're running and it's just a spring with a one inch more high. like all these other companies were really kind of but people get it in their mind that no, this is what I need. I have to have it. It says overlanding. I need it. I have to buy it. It's mm. it's the titanium spoon. It's the <laughs> titanium coffee cup. Um, I I understand what right. is an issue. Right, right. Yes, you can be like Scott Becker, who whose entire backpack for multiple days of camping weighs like 
12 pounds and um and everything everything's like the lightest possible thing that can happen even he even takes like little if it's a plastic like his his toothbrush has been drilled out to remove extra material <laughs> and short because well, scott only weighs about a buck 25 so. right right well he also does that so that he can add 20 pounds of food right because <laughs> right. he just wants to have pizza wrapped in tinfoil right and not have to cook anything right but you know he, he that's what he does um and it's but that's it. People try to say, wait, and it is an interesting thing because your overlanders want, they want aluminum skid plates, right? They don't necessarily want steel skid plates. There's all these other things they want that what we do at our end is build stuff that is designed for the rock lander, right? And mm-hmm. we're rock landing, which means that you have all the capability that you need to go out there and overland and have your rig survive that environment. But also just like we run into in death Valley all the time, you can mm-hmm. go up that waterfall. You can also go do some stuff with your rig that maybe is a little bit more than a, than, a, than what a Westphalia is going to do. Right. I mean, you need to get out there and just play. And so we have the Rocklander series um, and it's all overlanding focused, but it is the Rocklander series. It'll come out. Literally they are ready to go. I just set up some categories yesterday and we're probably go live today. Nice. Nice. Okay, well, I got to do it because I've had people asking. Uh, there was these things. What was oh, it? The, the black? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. So, there's something we've been working on, and we kind of talked about it. Did I, did I show Did I show the gold shaft? I don't the, know if the, we did it on the show or not. Uh, you didn't show anybody. You should show them. So, so we're, I don't have one physically, but I have a photo here that I can pull up. Um Maybe we did. Maybe we did show one in the past no. podcast. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I remember we showed a parts. shock. I'm not sure if we showed the GLD. The, the, mm-hmm. So, please hold. Please hold. If my yeah. mom's still. Uh, there we go. Okay. It's yeah. You can't really see it. No. Nope. Can't see. It doesn't really do it do it justice. No. Nope. But let's just say that that shaft. That shaft is not chrome. That shaft right. is gold. We're going to have a couple of options. I, well, right now we're playing with it. The, the challenge with the chrome or with the gold is doing it in such a way to make sure we have the hardness that we expect, right, Right. Uh, from it. So we're working on that because we, we said, oh, my God, it looks so good. Let's put everything on hold until we can figure that out properly. And so we're working on figuring that out and making sure that we can have that gold. We may end up going live with the chrome shaft, mm-hmm. which is what we originally had, which has a super hard hardness. I can take a, a wrench, a massive wrench, and slam it against it, and the wrench gets dented, not the shaft, right? And that's one of our goals, to have these really, part of the shocks being really, really good is having hardened shafts. Right. Um, that doesn't happen when you start doing the gold. It starts, um, the gold process itself starts creating um, issues with the, with softness. So we want to have that gold available, but we are going to have the chrome. So at this point, that's kind of what we're looking at. We could build chrome sh- chrome shocks right now while we're trying to figure out, can we get this gold done exactly the way we want it before we go live with it? And so otherwise, we sold a few sets of jobbers and that sort of thing. They just know that they're waiting to get get it once it's ready to ship. But we're, we're good. Um, <laughs> Jeep and Joe Nathan, it's going to cost. It better be gold. I love it. Um, we have... It right now, and the price point on them currently without gold um, is about six fifty uh, a pop. And these are eight eight points of adjustment. I mean, the technology. It's even hard for me to go through and just list all the little things that we do. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot to these shocks. Yeah. And again, it's typical of of how Metal Cloak's products come to market is they will be all that in a bag. Of- chips yeah exactly like the ball joints right we we held off we released the ball joints we sold out of those we had better ways of doing it so we did it better and now the ball joints have been flying off the shelf uh same things be true of these shocks right and we want to make sure we have the production line set up because oh sure i can do 20 sets right now well you and i both know we'll sell those 20 sets in a week yeah Uh, if not sooner and so we don't want to then be okay we sold 20 sets oh Got to go back to the, like we've got to have the production going, right. capacity going, right. so that everybody's ready to get them when they want them. So we're working on that. Uh, but yeah, they are they are itching, itching, itching to go. Maybe maybe Christmas. That would be a nice Christmas present, huh? Yeah, there It'd you be a nice go. Christmas present, yeah. So, um, but it's again, it's making a decision if we want to pull the trigger on selling them with the chrome or holding off to the gold. Gotcha. And if we if we decide to sell them with the chrome as initial start. 
with the promise of the gold, many guys may just want to hold out and, and not get them and wait for the gold we'll to give come. Them that choice. So we'll give that as an option. Choice or, is good. Options yeah. are good. Options are good. Options are good. Options are always good. That's right. And, but it's important to us. I know there's some companies that actually have there's I've seen King has some gold shafts and some of their stuff. And King's a great company, but they're not necessarily selling the gold ones for the racing application, right? They're more mm. for the, the show rig. And in right. that case, the there may not be as much of a necessity to have a hardened shaft at the level we want for that particular application. Well, right? and you, you, if you have a gold shaft and then, you know, if it's, if it's under a high amount of use, a couple years down the road, all of a sudden the gold starts to wear away and you have these lines on the, on the shaft, nobody's going to, nobody's going to be in for that. So I, I get it. It's gotta be, it's gotta be right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was trying to see if I could, if I could upload the image to our mm -hmm. streaming system, which I can, and I can grab it and throw it up there, but it's a whole process that I don't want to do right now. Cause I'm lazy. Yeah, and guys, for the for the folks that are following us and maybe they've not seen the podcast, this is pretty new for us. We've we uh, are using new software, a new streaming service that's broadcasting out to a, a number of our channels, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or Facebook. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of a, a, a trial thing, and and I don't know. You guys will have to let us know if you like it or not. Yeah, it is. It is a trial thing. Um, we may change it up and keep doing it. Um, but it, it, the cool thing is that we can do it to all our different channels. We've actually had Restream for like four or five years. We've been using Restream. And we specifically did it originally to do Metal Cloak Live. And so when we did our events, like my, this year's giveaway live we did back in January, mm -hmm. that's what we use is Restream. Yeah. But only recently I go, huh, um, I guess I could use this for other things too. Instead well, of it's cool because all these apps, there's so much more built into them mm, anymore. And right. they can do, you know, they, heavens, I can't even keep up. I'm I'm so far with the AI stuff that's coming out. You know, you just, you, oh, I can just talk to my, I can talk to my laptop now and tell it to open Safari and search for something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. And it's getting, so listen, the, the live events I was doing, and I don't know if it'll happen with these because it, it's been just automatic. But if you go and actually look at the live stream I did the last few days on Facebook through Restream and end up on Facebook, the the um, captions have been almost dramatically correct. And those wow. are just automatically done by, I think they're automatically done by Facebook. I mean, it's just, but the software is so good that it's just, it's just putting captions out there. And you're like, I didn't. Put that you used to had to upload a you know you had to go in and correct it or do an upload right. or whatever and the captions are coming out almost magically correct it's amazing so we don't need to learn to type now anymore that'll go away spelling yeah yeah that that episode of Star Trek where they had just the guys the big brains that just talk to each other by right like that's what it's going to come down to we'll all have we'll have Elon's Neuralinks in our head. I don't know if you caught his recent uh, interview where he was talking about some of his uh, his advertising. Oh, budget. yes. Oh, yeah. Couldn't avoid missing <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> especially like, Bob, you're probably in the audience. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. I guess he was just on. The, he was on the show right before him or something. It was like, hey, Bob. Yeah. F you. <laughs> F you. If you're going to try to use that over my head, forget, That's right. forget, forget it. Now, here's I'll say the bad side of that. The bad side is I tried to advertise on X for our Black Friday. Mm -hmm. I set up an ad. I clicked. I went and go. And it goes into the review process. Okay. Now, that's normal. Usually, Facebook review gets approved in an hour. Ad roll right. reviews. All these have review processes they, before they go live. Five days later, it hadn't been reviewed or approved. So, wow. Elon, it's one thing to say, yeah, I, I – we're not going to have these big advertisers. Fine. You guys can do that, but you've got to fix the process. I know you're not listening, Elon, but anybody is, you've got to fix the process for the small business guys like us who just want to, I just have an idea. Mm -hmm. I want to throw up an ad. I don't want to wait five days. By the time it gets approved, my campaign is done. Right. And I'm right. not, I'm not a big advertising agency planning out a campaign three months. I'm going, Hey, I really like this post I just did. I think I want to throw that and make it into an ad. And so I throw it up there as an ad and it, it's got to get, 
you know, and within a few hours, it needs to be approved and running for me or else I'm not going to do it. But that was, yeah, otherwise it's not, that, yeah, it's the, the little 300, 400. What do you think Facebook makes a lot of their money off? It's the 300, $400 little boost or the $50 boost or the $20 boost that produces billions of dollars for them in revenue because mm-hmm. you just want to boost your little post and get it known to your people. So yeah. maybe there's something I'm missing there. Maybe I did something wrong, but it just seemed like four days later, five days later, it still hadn't been approved. So I was like, well, I'm going to cancel that process. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hey, uh, Drew Shively says, big fan of this format, allows interaction. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we can, we're definitely going to work on that. Um, Jeff Hamilton, do you ever get tours in your facility, medical? We do. We do. Um, there's, the, uh, there's the buck 50 tour, and then there's the 25 cent tour. The, um, if you come on Fridays, it tends to be easier because we do a four tens. So most of the time, Friday is a very, very light um, operations. So we can do a little tour, tour of that. Um, if no cameras are allowed because, you know, proprietary processes are the things we've done, but we give tours You come on by and say hi. And if I'm around, it's gotta be somebody like me around, like you can't just come in. And if I'm not there, um, you know, one of my the sales team can't just give you a tour because, you know, got to have somebody of management or ownership out there to make sure that there's no problems, that sort of thing, and make sure that everybody's safe. Um, so we don't have an official tour system like, you know, show up at Budweiser facility and go, I want to be on the Budweiser tour. Sure, no problem. Here, drink some beer first and then go on the <laughs> tour. That's smart. <clears throat> um, but, uh, but so we don't have that. But it, you're welcome to come on by. Always reach out. And uh, we love meeting our customers, especially ones from across the country. Um, any other comments? So this weekend, yes, in Scottsdale, Arizona, Dirt Expo is going on this weekend. So oh, you guys oh yeah, check that out. Yeah, I, I I drove out to that once and did the event with um with Andrew. Yeah, um, and uh, that was fun. It was a good event. It was a good. And event. I think uh, our friends at Rugged Radios are going to be out there. Right. Um, I know. Uh, is Charlene... it like? Is it still branded the Rugged Radios yes, Dirt Expo? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charlene's going to be out there with Ladies Off Road Network. We got to spend mm-hmm. some time with her. Um, you know, it was it was one of the things that we enjoy about going to Moab, especially this this last time. We not only got to see our good friends Jody and Brian, but um, Jeremy down at Outlaw. We got to go out and see our, our good friend, Grandpa Danny Grimes, out at, at his house, and and Charlene, and and talk a little bit about what's going on in Moab, what looks, what next year is 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 going to bring. Um, you know, Charlene is is busting her butt, and she's always trying to revamp, recreate, restructure, do better every single year Mm -hmm. and uh, she's got some good things coming up this next year so if you are part of the ladies off-road network or you want to be part of the ladies off-road network you can definitely reach out to her you can reach out to jesse she can put you in touch with the right people um and you know grandpa's hanging in there danny's doing really well um he's he's definitely uh slowed down a little bit the last couple years but um there's still you know moab is still I'm, i'm just surprised people it's a lot busy. of it is busy, and and uh, the restaurants are packed. The restaurants seem to be doing a pretty good job. Yeah, wow. They're still building hotels, which is crazy to me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, that's it is, and they're still building more and more. It's amazing, um, and yet they still have a challenge with the people that are supposed to work in these places. Right? right. Are, are they right. still busing people in from Grand Junction or? I don't know. I don't know how they're how they're handling it. Um, there seem to be a lot of people around, though. I, I think that help is getting better. But again, it's expensive to be in, in Moab, live in Moab. Yeah. So. And a lot yeah. of people that normally close right after Thanksgiving um, we're staying open. are staying open for a couple of weeks just because Moab is so busy because that town pretty much yeah. shuts down except for the tours and stuff like that. But yeah. That's awesome. Hey, so before we wrap this up, um, just for our guys, our listeners, when, next Wednesday, are you next Wednesday morning? Because um, guys, we're literally going to plan this out like live, right? Um, do you want to do right do another live one next Wednesday? That's the um, uh, what is that? Yeah, six. I think so. The six. We'll be. Uh, we should we do it on be- Wednesday. It can go live as a normal podcast on Thursday morning, but because uh, everybody, all this is still being turned into a podcast. So all of this will be. The, the audio will be edited, put in. We'll make it as it'll lo- load up onto our podcast service. You can find it on your podcast player. And then, of course, the videos are already loaded up. So, um, but if we do it on Wednesday morning, then it just becomes part of our normal Thursday podcast uh, release. 
We should be, yeah, we should be back in Vegas, I think, on Wednesday morning. Uh, our friend, uh, trying to reach out to our friend Jonathan at American Off-Road. But yeah, I think that worked just fine. Okay, Paul, let's 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 focus on that. So, guys, thanks for hanging out today. Uh, this has been great, and appreciate you all being a part of this. But put it on your calendar. Wednesday, 9 o'clock Pacific uh, is our next live event. We start doing that Wednesday mornings live. Um, and that, that gives me some time. We'll, we'll play with the, the schedule. It may be a little bit, like maybe 8.45, because I have a 10 o'clock meeting. So if we do 8.45 to 9.45, and then I can rush out of there into my 10 o'clock meeting. That would probably work. Yeah. And that go. way we get it done and, and it keeps us on schedule and we don't talk too much about other things. We actually focus, which is what we want. Focus. Um, focus. <laughs> focus. All right. Well, Modern Jeepers, thank you for joining us for another great episode of the Modern Jeepers Show. And, uh, of course, you know how to reach me, Matt's at MiddleClick.com, Corey at MiddleClick.com, Jesse at MiddleClick.com. Uh, and, of course, follow us on the various social medias, including the CTI tour on uh, on Instagram to see where Corey and Jesse go and Facebook to yeah. know where you guys are going, where they're going to next and where they're going to be and uh, how you can catch them. Um, and when you're out there, you know, say hi, get your rig tested, Definitely. learn what it is, why Metal Cloak is the brand to beat because we've just set the standard. It's not just, we call it the gold standard, but the reality is it is the standard and uh, appreciate all of you being a part of it. We'll see you on the trails. Cheers. See ya. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.